One of the things that we decided right off the bat when we started this podcast was we would not let just anybody sponsor us. To get on here and be a sponsor, you have to share the same values and you have to have the same heart uh, as we do. And you have to be providing something that's very important to us. And coffee is very important to us. And that's why we've been very happy to have Juniper Mountain Trading Post Coffee as our personal sponsors here on the channel. They're the company that provides all the coffee for the school. It's the coffee that we drink personally at home. And, uh, and we're very, very happy. They're a family-owned company that does everything themselves. And they have the same standards and the same heart that we do. So if you're looking for a, a quality coffee company, uh, go to junipermountaincoffee.com. And when you check out, make sure that you plug in and type in Dry Creek, all one word, for a 10% discount. Good morning. Dwayne here, Dry Creek Wrangler School. Uh, been a couple weeks since I've posted anything. And uh, so I'm going to, got a video we're going to do today. I wanted to do an outside video today. Uh, it's Saturday morning. The last of this week's students left this morning. And so I had some time and I got a new horse, a new little mare that I really like. I bought her just for me, for me personally. And I wanted to do something with her this morning. Uh, you notice we got new microphones. This saga of the audio system on this channel has just been mind blowing. We bought new microphones and they didn't work. We took them back, returned them, got new microphones. They didn't work. We brought two different audio professionals in to check to see why those microphones didn't work. They couldn't figure it out. We bought new cords, new connectors, new lightning connectors, new TRRS connectors. So finally we decided that road go to can go away. And so we just got new, new microphones. And we'll see how they work. So I was going to test them today and, and do an outside horse video, but it has been pouring rain uh, all night last night, all day today. So we're we're back inside. And uh, but I, Mama's been making these really nice little short one minute, two minute video clips for Instagram for the school. And uh, she had put one on there, and uh, I don't know a couple weeks ago, and it was just riding riding across Wyoming, you know, and, uh, and someone commented and said, well, not all of us have the resources to live that life. Now, the comment in no way did I get from the comment that they were being snide or negative or anything like that. Okay. And so I'm not responding in a, in a negative manner to a negative comment. So if you wrote that comment, um, I just, this is just, you just helped me move into a conversation and I thank you for it. Okay. So this is just what I would rejoin back. If we were just sitting around a campfire, smoking cigars, this is kind of my thought and take on it. Uh, if you don't have the resource to live a particular life that you want to live, within reason. Um, almost none of us do to start with. Um, now my dad was a very 
brilliant man when it came to doing things with his hands. Uh, he was an auto mechanic, and he was an excellent auto mechanic. He was a welder fabricator, and uh, he could do stick, MIG, TIG, it didn't matter. Whatever it was, he could do it. Uh, he could wire a house, and he was not a licensed electrician, but he's had a licensed electricians come in and look at his breaker boxes that he's wired and said, man, this is like a picture that a textbook, in a textbook on how to do it. He was, an, he was a, uh, a private pilot, and he was a licensed aircraft mechanic, I mean, he just, all that stuff. I didn't, I didn't get any of that, all right? But I've come in before, and, and I've, I've seen my dad just kind of staring off into space in his shop. Just kind of standing there, maybe leaning against his shop table, staring off into space, just kind of whistling. And, and he'd have a yellow tablet there by him, and then he'd just start scratching on that yellow tablet. And, and then he'd just draw stuff out, and then he'd build it. I've seen him work on auto in auto mechanics, and he, he'd get a car in. I'll tell you how brilliant he was. We're going somewhere with this, so stay with me, okay? This is, this is how he was. Years ago, when I was young and single, uh, many, many years ago, I was living with a friend in Wisconsin, and I had bought a 1979 Chrysler Baron. It was like $800, and I could afford it. Um, so I drove that car, and the transmission went out. And so I went down to a junkyard and bought another transmission. Went to put that transmission in, and it would not go in. Uh, it would jam. I spent two days, and I would work on that underneath there and have that transmission on my chest and picking it up and trying to get it in there, and it wouldn't go. And I worked on it for like two days. I'd work on it till I couldn't take it anymore, come out. And then go back under. Finally, I called my dad back in Alaska in frustration. I called him in frustration. I said, Dad, I, I can't. In fact, I had taken that transmission back to the junkyard and said, this is the wrong transmission. And got another one. And it was the exact same thing. And he said, well, son, what, what kind of car you got? What, what do you got? I said, I got a 1979 Chrysler Little Baron. He said, oh, well, that's your problem. He said, so in that particular year of that particular car, he said, you put your your... Uh, torque converter on and you turn it a quarter turn and it goes on that spindle. I said, yeah, I did that. He said, but in that particular one, you've got to turn it another partial turn and slide it on another notch and then you'll have room for the transmission to go in. And I went out there, would you know it? It was exactly right. Um, but I've seen my dad working on a, on a car and, uh, and he needs a special tool, something way down in there, crook back in there. Uh, down and back under, and he needs a tool to get to it. And he doesn't have the money to go buy that tool. And so I've seen him get that look in his eye, and he'll start looking up, start thinking. The wheels will start turning. And he'll go over and he'll get a wrench, whatever size wrench he needs down there, and he'll, he'll, he'll get his torch, and he'll start heating it up. And he'll take it, and he'll twist it and bend it, just the right deal. Then he'll take the, on the other end, he'll cut that off, and then he'll go get a, um, like an extension, a socket, an extra one he had, and, uh, and he would weld that onto that wrench, and then he would take and heat that up a third of the way down and bend that. And by the time he was done, he did not have the resource to do the job that he needed to do 
So he built the resource. He built the resource. And then he did the job that he needed to do. Now, none of us have the resources. All right. People look at this life that I'm living and people comment, well, you, you know, it must be nice to have inherited all that land from your family. You know, you're big in I've covered this before. My daddy, my daddy was a small-time country Baptist preacher, and he did this mechanic stuff on the side to support his family because he helped struggling little churches that couldn't pay him and couldn't support him. There was no land. There were no resources. Uh, I did not grow up on a ranch. I did not grow up sitting in a saddle. I did not grow up doing all this, and I did not have the family heritage that was just handed to me on a plate. Um, I saw the direction I wanted to go, and I saw the life that I wanted. And where I didn't have a particular resource, I built the resource. And if I didn't have the tool to build the resource, I built the tool. And I used that tool to build the resource. And then I used those resources to build the life. None of us are born with an education. None of us are born with experience. Very few of us are born with, you know, a family um, heritage of thousands of acres of land that's still in existence today. I, you'd be surprised how many people come through the school and they say, yeah, my granddad had a thousand acres in Northern, Carolina, Northern California or we had, you know, thousand acres, twelve hundred acres, fourteen hundred acres in Montana or Oklahoma or wherever. But by the time I come along it'd been sold off. The family had fought over, been split up between siblings, whatever, and now it's gone. And so maybe that resource was there at one time, but two generations down the road it's gone. Um and but if you stop and step back and think, the ones who originally put together that acreage, they didn't start out with the resources either. Um, I have a lot of people come to the school that want this life, that want this life, but they're not coming through and saying, well, I don't have the resources to live that life. So I'm going to do something else. They're coming to and saying, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And, uh, and so as I've said before, it depends on how bad you want it. How much are you willing to pay? And by pay, I don't mean this right here. If you have this life, you can't have another life, a different a different life by another life, okay? I mean, I, I had someone email me last year. You know, I, I, I'm really interested in that, in that Wrangler lifestyle. It was two years ago, in, in that wrangling, cowboy, and packing lifestyle. How much can I expect to get uh, from a ranch in 401k. How much can I expect to get? Uh, will they put into my retirement? Will I get this? Can I get that? And I just told him, I'm like, dude, you need to go get another life. All right. This, this isn't for you. If your concern, if your concern is, uh, is all these financial benefits that the garbage jobs, the jobs that you hate have to give you to convince you to keep working in the job that you hate. Uh, if you love a job, you don't need that stuff to do that job. Um, 
young man last night, you know, he, he asked me and uh, he said, how do I know, you know, what it is that I'm, I'm, uh, that I'm supposed to do when I get older? I said, first off, do everything. I've talked about that on here. Uh, try everything. Uh, auto mechanics, um, construction, cooking, lawn work, whatever it is, just try everything you can have the opportunity to try. Uh, and in the process, you'll find what you absolutely don't like, but you'll find that thing that you would do it for free just because you love to do it. And that's who you are. And that's what you should, that's what you should pursue. That's where, that's where you should go. Um, and, uh, so don't, it's a defeatist attitude and not attitude. It's a defeatist outlook on life to say, I want to live that life. Uh, but I don't have the resources. Therefore, I'm not one of the privileged lucky ones who can live that life. Uh, the ones who built that life to start with were not privileged lucky ones. Well, Dwayne, what, what can I do? It depends on where you're at. Depends on where you're at. Find somebody uh, that, you know, you can lease a little bit of pasture and go find a couple of bottle calves and see if you can buy those bottle calves, you know, the orphan mom or whatever. I'm just spitballing here, you know, and bring them in and start out right there on what? I want to be a big rancher out in Wyoming, you know, I don't know where to start. Well, start with five acres and two bottle calves. All right. And if you get frustrated at that, and if you get frustrated at having to feed them little rascals every day in the rain when it's cold and windy, and if you get to where you can't pay your lease on that five acres by whatever means, and if you can't find the grit and the determination to make that work, then it's better to find that out than it is to come out here and try to bite off way more than you're ready to bite off. Um, Fine, fine. You said, Dwayne, I, I want to, I want a cowboy. I want to get a job on a ranch, blah, 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 blah. Well, okay. You know, if you find an opening and get on there and try it, okay. But maybe, maybe get on with a wrangling outfit and, uh, and see if, if you're going to actually enjoy sitting on a horse all day, every day, uh, and feeding and hauling hay and doing whatever it is they do. Cause cowboy today Ain't like it's depicted on television. Um, there's a there's a whole lot of manual labor involved. There's a lot of pitchfork work involved, and I don't mean hay. Um, there's there's a lot of shovel work. There's a lot of tractor work. There there's just there's a lot of work, and uh, and it's not always a fact that we don't have the resources that we need. To live the life we want we look at the resources that we have and we turn our nose up on it because it's not romantic enough because it's not easy enough because it does not automatically catapult us to the front of the line because we don't have to pay for it there's a guy and i think i've got this story right it i think i do i'm pretty sure i do but look it up and if i got any of the points wrong feel free to to tell me um there was a kid named Kendrick came to Sheridan, Wyoming back in the 1800s, 17 years old, 
uh, he was part of a cattle drive from Texas to Wyoming. He stayed. Over the years in time, he eventually owns several of the big ranches around here. There's a museum in Sheridan uh, called Trails Inn. That was his last house. It's, it's stunning. I've been through it. Uh, he became a big landowner. He became the governor of Wyoming. Then he went to Washington and became a senator and served two terms in the Senate before he retired. I think I've got all those details right. He started out as a 17-year-old cowboy from Texas who came up here. Nobody handed him anything. He did not come up here with the resources in his saddlebag to become what he wanted to become. He made the resources. He developed the resources and then used the resources to develop the life. Okay? Um, and so, just a little bit of encouragement. Society as a whole just, just wants us to be subservient and to be um, beholden to somebody. Um, and they don't want independent free thinkers with imagination and grit and will and determination go out and making something of themselves. Um, and, uh, but that's, the world still needs that. We still need that. Uh, and so stop looking around and saying what you cannot do because of what you do not have. Stop looking at what you cannot do because of what you do not have. Begin in the first place and get what you need to eventually do what you need to do to get what you wanted in the end. Um, and it's up to you. It's not up to the government. It's not up to loans. It's up to you. And it takes time and imagination, grit, determination, um, and the courage to fail again and again and again and again. And you know, every time you fail, it hurts a little less. Uh, we were talking here this week and talking about we've got the school going, second year. Um, we're in the black, barely, but we're in the black. We've been in the black from the beginning and we were talking about it. You know, we we're talking about success and failure and, you know, the weight. And I said, you know what? I, I don't even care. Uh, if something comes along and, and all of a sudden we lose all this, like we have to shut the school down and, and sell everything off because to pay whatever. I mean, you know, whatever, who knows what's going to happen? They asked, I'm like, doesn't scare me a bit doesn't frighten me one little bit. Um, I have started over so many times. It's just, it's just a common thing to do. And so when you get to the point that you're no longer afraid of failure, you embrace the possibility of failure because it will teach you and it will launch you to the next level. Um, then, uh, then there's not much going to hold you back. Not much going to hold you back. And so I hope this is an encouragement to you today, what i got going on here. Uh, this is an uh, aging room. 
which they make some really good cigars. Uh, Aging Room Nicaragua. Uh, somebody, uh, some folks that was here a couple weeks ago gave me a box of these, and and I'm really enjoying them. And so I want to I want to speak out to uh, CigarPlace.biz, the online place where we order our cigars. Which reminds me, I need to make an order here pretty quick. Um, I'm out of my Brickhouse Maduros. I noticed. Young man got me some this week. He got me a got me a few of those, and and uh, which. I really appreciate that, and he he was a student here, and he's been watching the videos, and so he knows he knows where the where the pallet lies, and so really really grateful for that. But yeah, I need to make an order this week, and so I got to call them up too. But anyhow, if you don't have a good brick and mortar shop nearby, and uh, you're looking for a place online, they uh, they take good care of me. Uh, Cigarblaze.piz and uh, so I want to appreciate them for being a part of the school and what we're doing here, all right? So anyhow, I hope this helps you. I hope it's an encouragement. I apologize for it being so long since I've had something up, but, man, the harder I run, the behinder I get. I just can't keep up anymore. And uh, so we just run, and we do what we can. And I remember when I was a kid, we had a record of the story of Black Beauty. And I remember on there saying i don't know who said it to but it's like do your best and leave the rest so it'll all come right someday or night and so that's what i do i just run and do my best and what i can't do i don't worry about anymore and uh and so hope you guys have a good day be logical be reasonable be safe have fun and just keep trying we'll catch you guys next time